Hello, everyone. This is Cassandra. Welcome to another episode on Luminous Star Podcast. And I want to thank everybody for continuing to support me on the Luminous Star channel, as well as right here at the Luminous Star Podcast. Okay, these commentaries that I do are something that, of course, I enjoy doing for you to also bring awareness to you about narcissistic uh, personality types, narcissistic relationships, and just things about narcissism, pathological narcissism. Some people are aware, some people are becoming more aware of these things, but some of you may have family, friends, loved ones who don't quite understand if you're the one that has gone through this, right? Um, But anyway, here on the Luminous Star podcast, I love bringing you episode after episode. So I want to thank you for joining me as well as supporting me. And on Luminous Star channel on YouTube, you can find videos about pathological narcissism there. So please join me on Luminous Star and don't forget to join the channel. Okay. Um, And I would love to have you there. So make sure you comment and drop me a line. Just say hi. Okay. (laughs) All right. So uh, on this particular episode, uh, I want to talk about the dark triad. Okay. Now I recently did a few videos on Luminous Star about the dark triad and how often they will use priming tactics in order to control, if not dominate the relationship. Some of you right now may be in a situation, whereas you may have some of the narcissists wanting to return to your life. Okay. You may be wondering, well, why would they want to return? They left the relationship. Some of you may have decided to leave the relationship, but whichever is applicable It boils down to this. You still have memories, I'm pretty certain, of going through all these shenanigans, the effects of their diabolical tactics, okay? Narcissists, they often will pull at your heartstring. They will pull for your attention, right? They want to be right in the center of your mind, not so much your heart. This is why very often when we're dealing with narcissists, they don't seem to appreciate what we do bring into the situation, whether that's trust, loyalty, okay, honesty, uh, all of our other beautiful traits and characteristics, right? They don't tend to appreciate that, okay? But when you look at their track record with you, it's quite the opposite, isn't it? What do they bring into the situation? Karma, drama, Okay, all types of shenanigans and diabolical tactics and the effects from those things, the bad juju, okay, the bad energy. Very often when we're dealing with these types, they're pulling for our attention. They don't want to be in the center of your heart so much unless it conveniences them. But they often want to be in the center of your mind because this is where they gaslight. Therefore, they can have you question your reality They can have you question your uh, identification. You know, who are you really? Who are you in the narcissist relationship? Who are you outside of it? In other words, when you're dealing with other people who are not narcissistic, who are you? Do you even know? And I don't mean to be, you know, I don't mean to sound sarcastic when I say this. I've gone through this myself, okay? I have had to sit down or I chose to sit down and ask myself some very critical questions that are very profound because when I got the answers, it changed my life. 
which is one of the reasons why I started the Luminous Star channel. Okay, so um, I want to go over this with you guys because I know some people right now, I've seen some of the testimonies on the social media and there's just some people that I know personally who are going through this. They have some people that want to come back and they're asking, well, why? <laughs> why would they want to return? Especially after you have made some strides Okay, and thriving forward past narcissist relationships. You have been making progress and now they want to come back and to do what? To perhaps dismantle what you have going or to destroy or to uh, perhaps rain on your parade. You have some good things going for yourself. I'm quite certain. I don't have to, have to know you to know that because when a person chooses to leave a very toxic situation, they're often not punished for it. They're often rewarded for it. Okay. When life, you know, there's a quote that I read, uh, a few years ago, a book that I read called, uh, the alchemist. Okay. Very good book. But there was a quote from that author that went something like this. Uh, and I'm paraphrasing. Okay. That when we have the balls, okay, and the heart to say goodbye to something that just isn't good for us, then very often the universe or God or most high or the great spirit, right, will often reward us with something good or someone good or what have you. People, places, and things that are very good, that align with the purpose of why we're here, that align with or that is in alignment with our essence, who we are, who we, who we are becoming. In other words, it resonates. Okay. It matches. It's on the same vibe. Narcissists often, when you think about it, they don't tend to be on the same vibe as you are, right? They, just think about any of the narcissists that you have dealt with. Have they ever been on your vibe, their same vibe? Some of them perhaps come off like a, um, an imposter. Okay. Because they came off like they were a soulmate. They came off like they were the real deal. They came off like they were just the best thing since sliced bread. But then when you got, when you got, <laughs> when you got more into the relationship, I'm, I'm kind of laughing at myself right now because there are some stories that I can tell you of my experiences with having these types in my life. The dark triad personality type, the narcissistic personality type, or some cluster B personality types that don't see the writing on the wall. In other words, they don't care about how they affect or their energy affects other people. They just don't care. Now, there are some cluster B personality types who do care. They are going to see counselors. They are going to groups. They are brushing up on their education about pathological narcissism and its aftermath. There are some cluster B personality types that are like that. Cluster B personality types, narcissistic, okay, borderline, antisocial and histrionic. Some of you are familiar with these four clusters that make up the cluster B personality type. Another thing about cluster B personality types is that as you just heard me name the clusters, I only mentioned narcissistic one time. So every cluster B personality type is not a hardcore narcissist. However, every cluster B person, every narcissistic personality type has a cluster B personality. Okay, but a cluster B personality type does not necessarily mean that you're dealing with a hardcore, full-blown narcissist. 
doesn't mean that. Okay. And some people misconstrue that. But anyway, let me move on from that. Um, what I really want to talk about today is the dark triad personality. Okay. What is the dark triad personality? That's your, uh, Machiavellian personality. That is your narcissistic personality. And that is your psychopathic person per- personality all roll into one. Wow. You talk about a monster, right? <laughs> imagine having some of you don't have to imagine. Some of you have had this type in your life before. Maybe since your childhood, some of you have been dealing with these, with these types for a long time. So you really know it when you see it. You, you can feel the energy of it. Some of you are highly intuitive, empathic. Some of you are uh, intuitive. Now, the other thing about these dark personality types, right? The dark triad, okay, in particular. Some of them, unfortunately, are also highly intuitive. Notice I didn't leave, I, I left out the word empathic, okay? Because cluster B personality types, particularly the narcissistic personality, according to the DSM-5, lacks empathy. Okay, because sometimes you will see these types, they will seem to have some sympathy for you and others, but it's not the same as having empathy. Empathy is deeper because it's usually something that somebody feels for somebody else who is facing hard times, right? And they can imagine what it's like. So that is somebody who has uh, sympathy, somebody who can, uh, I'm kind of jumping around now, but a person who is sympathetic, they don't necessarily have to be a person who shares your experiences. They simp- they're sympathetic, okay? So they can kind of imagine what it's like to be in your situation and they can have some sort of compassion for you. But a person who has empathy, this is a person that really does feel your pain on a deeper level because they have been in a situation that you've been in. So they know a little bit more about what you're facing. So there is a deeper, is a, is a deeper sympathy. It's, is is a little bit more than having compassion for you. Narcissists tend to lack that. Okay. They don't tend to feel these things for other people. But sometimes when they express sympathy for other people is often because they're looking for the source supply. All right. So the dark triad. All right. Some of them, they will seem to have a, a vampiric, okay. A, a vampiric style of connecting to others. In other words, they tend to leech on or to latch on or like a very dark spirit or entity. It will latch on to you. Okay. It, they will link to you. They don't care about the connection. So, uh, a person like this has a vampiric style of connecting. So I can scratch the word connection or connecting and just replace it with the word link or linking or latching. So it's very different there. It even has a different energy when you, when you look at it and when you think about it and when you, even when you speak it. So when a narcissist links onto you or latches onto you, it is very different than them connecting to you or with you. 
narcissists often lack resonance. When you think about some of the narcissists in your life right now or the ones that have been in your life, the other thing that you probably or perhaps, right, probably or perhaps notice is that they tend not to care about the connection. It's about the control. They want to dominate and control the relationship. Okay? Very often the narcissist will dominate or control the relationship. They're not interested in the connection. So when you start thinking about how they tend to lack empathy, it adds up. A person who lacks empathy, more than likely they're not going to be interested in connecting with anyone else. They're not going to even want to learn how. Some of you perhaps even notice that, how some of the narcissists in your past, and maybe a couple of them that's around now, they tend to not have the desire to connect or to even learn how to connect with you or to you. You know, they don't want to, they don't even want to learn. They, they tend to not be interested. So they have a vampiric style of connecting or linking. Linking tends to be manipulative. When it comes down to connection, narcissists, sometimes they miss the opportunity to connect with you and with others. They're not interested. They don't even show any desire for it. Okay, so they're often feeding on the energy body, okay, of others. And this does not exclude sexual enter the course. Entering a course. Yeah, you heard me correctly. When you're dealing with narcissists, you enter the course. What is the course? It may feel like an obstacle course by the time you're done with them. And I don't mean just physically, and I don't mean to zero in on the act itself. You know, like being, you know, just feeling a little bit out of breath after you have engaged in the sexual activity. That's not really what I'm talking about. When you enter the course with a narcissistic personality, like a dark triad, then it may actually feel like they have latched on to your energy. They have latched on to your spirit and they are draining you of not only resources, but your, your mind, your heart, your energy. This is often why you may feel drained after dealing with them. So narcissistic personality types, such as those having the dark triad, right? They're feeding the inner, they're feeding the energy body. They're feeding their own energy with your energy body and other people. Okay. So via sexual enter the course, right? They're, they're often the dark triad's intent, right? To do this at the expense of other people or their sexual partners. Often, you know, lovers unconsciously engage in entering the course with narcissists. I'm not scolding anybody. I'm just talking real facts here. Okay. Real, real talk. They don't, they don't, you know, sometimes we are not very clear about who we're sleeping with. And I'm just going to include myself. We're, we're all, you know, a couple of times we have done this, right? We're all guilty of this. Sometimes we don't look at, we don't look before we leave. <laughs> okay. And that can be really dangerous when it comes down to the dark triad though. When you're dealing with that type of person, you're getting much more than what you're, see, you're not getting what you're bargaining for. I'll put it like that. You're not getting what you're bargaining for. More than likely, you're going to end up with some things that you don't want. STDs, anybody? 
right? You may end up with something that you don't want or that you did not <laughs> anticipate something much more or, or worse than a broken heart. You may end up with a broken spirit, real talk. When you're dealing with a dark triad in a romantic situation, you may end up with a broken spirit. You may start to question who you are, like I mentioned earlier. Who are you in that relationship? Who are you outside of it? Perhaps you're dealing with or you are experiencing an identity crisis. Okay, so uh, just very common things here that a lot of people who have dealt with narcissist personality types deal with. Okay, so just becoming mindful of these types of things can help a person. So we're, sometimes we're not very clear on what the narcissist spiritual, energetic, and emotional intentions are. Okay, sometimes we're not mindful of that. We don't know this before we enter the course with them. Some people have reported feeling like they needed an exorcist or exorcism after dealing with these types. Kid you not. Some of you can just look this stuff up. Some people have testified or, or give their testimony, okay, of feeling like they really needed a deep, deep cleansing <laughs> after dealing. A shower and a bath wasn't going to help, right? Because they accumulated a lot more than what they bargained for after they entered the course with a dark triad type. Okay, so uh, just becoming more mindful, right, of what you expect to manifest from the sexual experience will uh, replace, you know, it will keep a lot of the drama and the karma at bay, right? Because this is where the energy transference comes in. A lot of my videos, I talk about energy transferences, which is involuntary. Whenever we're interacting with each other, it's just going to happen, right? Now, narcissists often, um, when we, well, I'll put it like this. When we're dealing with narcissists and when we really reflect on our experiences with him or her, we can, we really, we, if we're honest, we will see how there was a lack of resonance. When you resonate with somebody, you vibe with them. You're usually on the same vibe. And when you think about your dealings with narcissists, don't you lack that resonance? If you're honest about it, come on, just think about it. You lack resonance. They lack resonance with you and you lack with resonance with them. In other words, you really don't like this person. Some of us have been able to leave the narcissist relationship behind without feeling guilty when we thought about that very reason. That, that thing, that thing alone. What, was, what is the thing? The resonance. We lack resonance with him or her. Therefore, what do we have to feel guilty about? You're not in a relationship anymore. Okay? The narcissist, regardless if they left the relationship or you did. Okay? There's a lack of resonance. You ever wonder why when there's a third party situation, why the narcissist will often seem to uplift the other person that they're involved with? Why they tend to breadcrumb you or don't even put you on their priority list at all? or put you last on the priority list when it's between, when it comes down to you and somebody else, why do they tend to want to be brand new with somebody else? But then they want to act like the devil with you. They want to be angelic to somebody else, but then they want to act devilish with you. Why is that? Because of resonance. That's why. They lack resonance. In other words, they don't, they're not on your vibe. You ain't on theirs. 
and that's okay. It don't feel too good when it happens, but when you look at how they treat the other person, now peep this. When they treat the other person, when it seems like they treat the other person better than you, you ever wonder why? Well, when you take a closer look, okay, when you put the ego side, don't get rid of your ego. <laughs> I never advise anybody to get rid of their ego. Ego serves a purpose. But when you put your ego in check or put it aside a little bit, along with your feelings, because when you're in your feelings, the narcissist is in control. You're in your feelings, they're in control. So what are you really into? What are they really into? Think about that. You're in your feelings and they're in control. So who's winning? Right, okay, let me get back to what I was about to say. When they are dealing with the other person, perhaps that person has the same spirit as your narcissist does. What do I mean? Your narcissist may have a whorish archetype. I can almost guarantee you or bet you the other person that they seem to treat better than you or uplift, they seem to have the same type of energy as your narcissist does. Resonance. When two people come around, if they lack resonance, they're not going to get along in that space that they share. They're not going to get along too well because they lack resonance. Resonance is imperative in order for even enter the course to happen and have a more positive effect. Okay, so that person, when it's a third party situation, the narcissist also seems to, if you notice, they seem to like to have a network of third party situations. The dark triad in particular, this is a person who has the three personality types that I just mentioned, narcissistic, psychopathic, and Machiavellian all roll into one. So this is a very, this person can be the worst demonic acting person you've ever met in your life. Now I'm not calling them a demon. I'm saying they're at their activity, their, their actions, their attitude may be that of a demon. Okay. So I'm not going to call that. I don't know them. Right. But here's the thing when they are in a third party situation and they want to constantly put you in competition with somebody else, this is one of the things that you're going to find that they do. And that is they they tend to have resonance with somebody else and they tend to lack resonance with you. That's not because you are lesser of the two, but it's very ironic how sometimes some of you may be thinking right now that they tend to choose to put you lesser of the two. So when they have the choice, and they often do, whether or not they're going to uplift you or not, right? They tend to try to uplift the other person. And this is why, because they tend to have more resonance with that person than with you. And that is not so you can feel badly. If anything, I would think you want to celebrate that because who wants to have resonance with a narcissistic individual? If anything, you would be, that would be a badge of honor to say, oh, I don't resonate with that person. They're a narcissist. I don't resonate with that person. They have a dark, they have a dark triad. No. So I, I just want to challenge you guys to look at it that way today and, and just to keep looking at it. So the next time you start feeling nostalgic and you may want to get back together with this type or you want to, to uh, maybe make atonement with this type, I'm like, those things are honorable, right? But remember, if the narcissist is running the same type of program, they're going to treat you the same way. 
So they're going to take those, um, perhaps they're going to take those moments and try to make them um, work in their favor. So they may tell you something you want to hear. So if you ask them why they treat you that way, they may come up with all types of excuses as to why they had to treat you the way that they had to treat, they feel like they had to treat you. So when they're choosing to uplift somebody else and they're choosing to breadcrumb you, it is a choice. It is not because they're stuck between a rock and a hard place, which they may attempt to gaslight you into believing. Okay, so uh, very often when narcissists are... In a third party situation, you may find this kind of dynamic happening. You know, they they, they they may tend to uplift the other person or all of a sudden they get a growth spurt and they get this sense of responsibility and they want to try to do the right thing and all this kind of stuff. But when they deal with you, they just seem to lack morale. They may seem to act like the, de- the devil. But when they with somebody else or they're dealing with somebody else, they may try to put their all into trying to do the right thing. And you may be puzzled by that. And I'm telling you, one of the main reasons why you're seeing that is because they tend to lack resonance with you, but they have more resonance with the other person. That doesn't mean that the person has favor. No, they try to they're trying to uplift that person because they resonate with that person more. In other words, they see themselves more in that other person than they do with you. And that doesn't necessarily mean a bad thing. Why would you want to resonate with a narcissistic person? Why would you want to resonate with those who have a dark personality? Just something to think about. Okay. So, um, when it comes down to entering the course and dealing with these types of individuals, we got to think about who and what we're dealing with. Right. Got to think about that. This is so you can help yourself out. This is to help you thrive forward past narcissist relationships. Okay. So a few things that also are going on with the dark triad is that they tend to perpetuate. Okay. Or I'll put it like this. They tend to create scenarios. Okay. They tend to, uh, start perpetrating frauds. They create false narratives in order to control the narrative, to control the relationship. They may simulate authentic emotions. In other words, you know, because a lot of narcissists, they tend to lack a lot of narcissists, a lot of the narcissists, right? What I was tending to say was that uh, uh, they tend to lack empathy, which goes right into them not really being able to express an authentic emotion, which is our energy emotion. Our emotions are energy emotions. This is why emotional um, discipline is very good, especially when you're dealing with narcissists, because as long as they think that they can push your buttons and you become reactionary, that is a sign that they are in control and you're in your feelings. So when they create scenarios, they send, they seem to be winning. So they tend to perpetrate frauds and create false narratives. They pull telekinesis. In other words, they are trying to alter your sense of time in reality. Therefore having you, so when they gaslight you, you're questioning who you are. You're questioning the reality or the validity of the relationship or the authenticity of the relationship. You're questioning, you're questioning, you're, you're on P's and Q's. You're walking on eggshells. See, the narcissist likes that because that keeps them in control, right? And you're, they want to see signs of you losing control for them. You're crazy in love and all this kind of stuff. They like that. So 
Many times when they're pulling telekinesis and they're altering your sense of time and reality, they're in control. They're dominating the relationship. They're controlling the relationship. And of course, a lot of dark triads, they do these things and more. Let's go down the list, shall we? They also tend to be compulsively lying. They can't seem to tell the truth, right? (laughs) They often induce a parallel reality. You're experiencing a relationship one way, they're experiencing it in another way. And of course, they want the advancement. They want it in their favor. Gaslight techniques. I talked about the gaslight techniques. You're questioning what is real and what is unreal. The reality feels surreal. The relationship feels surreal. Nothing seems to be quite certain or stable. The narcissist does this strategically, by the way. They do this. This is very intentional. Often, Dark triads in their relationships, they will divide and conquer. That dynamic keeps going is the gift that keeps giving to a dark triad. Okay, so when they are creating the false narratives, of course, this conveniences them. The smear campaign, campaigning, the rumors, all these lies that they tell about you. They not only lie to you, but they lie about you. And this all is to make the narcissist look good. And then when they recruit flying monkeys, right? Those that they are recruiting to play the dysfunctional role of flying monkey usually chimes in and says that the narcissist is a good person. And you're thinking, well, wait a minute, they don't treat me so right. So they can't, how good can they be? So you're looking like the one who's unstable rather than the narcissist. So dog triads, they tend to do these types of things. So I'm saying all this to say, make sure that you take care of yourself. Tool number one, make sure you put yourself first. Start practicing that. Tool number two, start speaking the truth, your truth, okay? The truth is usually your truth. Tell the truth about what you've gone through. Tool number three, finally, have a support base. Until next time, take care.